Hello, this is Super Informed Radio, the official Uni Super podcast. I'm Lyndon, and as regular listeners would know, at the start of each month, we check in with David Colosimo from our investment team. He's a highly experienced economist and is the person in the know. David Colosimo, welcome back. Thanks, Lyndon. It's great to be back. Uh, David, you were saying just before we started, uh, 2022 has been a pretty difficult year for shares, but things were looking better in October. Uh, Yeah. So at the headline level, it was a great month. Uh, Australian shares were up 6% in October. Uh, US shares were up 8%. But those headline numbers really don't tell the full story. So most of the market was really strong. Uh, This was led by the energy sector, which was up nearly 25% in the US. We also saw double-digit returns in the financials and industrial sectors. So the long-running Dow Jones Industrial Index, which focuses on these old economy industries, actually had its best month since 1976. It was up 14%. But on the other side, you had the biggest companies in the US, the mega cap tech companies, uh, which mostly had a horrible month. Um, It's quite unusual for the broader market to still do so well when some of the biggest companies have been going backwards. So we're at the end of US reporting season. What went wrong for those big tech companies? Well, the worst performer was Meta Platforms, which we used to know as Facebook. So it was down 31% in the month, and it's now down more than 70% from its peak just a little over a year ago. So they reported earnings nearly halved compared to this time last year, and the market continues to question its pivot towards the metaverse. Um, Tesla, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, they also reported quarterly earnings in the last few weeks. Now, as a group, their revenue and or their earnings growth uh, missed their forecasts. Now, mostly because they weren't able to rein in cost growth. Um, And the tech sector overall, revenue growth is now clearly slowing. With price to earnings ratios still over 20 times for most of these companies, when the rest of the market is around 14 times, share prices were basically vulnerable to the news. And so we saw price falls over the last month. Um, In terms of big tech, the standout was Apple, which beat its forecast and so subsequently was up 11% in October. So David, were there any other takeaways from US reporting season? Well, I think there were three other main takeaways. The first is that earnings growth is now clearly slowing. So across the market, earnings are just 2% higher than the same time last year. Um, And even this number is boosted by the strength in the energy sector. If you take out the energy sector, earnings in the US are actually down about 5% since last year. Now, I would note that's coming off a very high base since earnings were up 40% at the same time last year. Um, The second thing is that the strong US dollar is now really hurting companies who earn a lot of their revenue offshore. Uh, And the third is that US consumers have still been quite resilient to date, but the global economy is now slowing quite sharply. And so analysts are cutting back their earnings forecasts. Um, Indeed, some regions probably already in recession. Now, we're starting to see that theme in Australia as well. That is that the economy is looking quite good at the moment, but that expectations are deteriorating. So the global economy is slowing, but share markets were quite strong in Australia and the US. That seems a bit counterintuitive. What's going on there? Yeah, so there's a lot about financial markets that often seems counterintuitive. But I suppose that after the big market falls we've seen, you can get rallies when everyone is already expecting bad news. So all year, central banks have been worried about inflation. Uh, And in fact, the actual inflation data 
that's still being released has actually defied expectations of a slowing. So in the past month, we had inflation reports in the US, in Canada, the UK, across Europe, in New Zealand and Australia. And all of these had inflation stronger than expected. But offsetting this, you're starting to see growing evidence that housing and manufacturing sectors in particular are declining in many parts of the world um, and that economic growth is slowing. And so central banks are starting to recognise that we've had a lot of rate hikes already and that demand growth is slowing. So in October, our own Reserve Bank was faced with the decision of putting through a quarter percentage point hike or continuing with the half percentage point hike. And they chose the smaller hike. So they're the first central bank this year that actually opted for a smaller rate hike. And a few weeks later, the Bank of Canada followed and also chose a smaller hike. So the market seems a bit more comfortable that central banks are softening their stance and the economy won't slow too much. Things haven't been quite so good in Chinese markets, though, from what I understand. Is that right? No, no. China often dances to the beat of its own drum. Um, the broader Chinese market was down nearly 8% in October. And what's known as the NASDAQ China Golden Dragon Index, which is an index of Chinese tech companies listed in the US, were actually down 22%. Now, the main event in China was the 20th Party Congress, in which President Xi was given a historic third term. So until now, convention basically limited the president to just two terms, but he's got this third term. And he also solidified his power by filling his seven-person standing committee with his allies. Now, while the vision that President Xi laid out at the Congress suggests strong growth remains a priority, he does have this doctrine of common prosperity, and that indicates that the private sector will be expected to work in the interests of the people and won't necessarily be achieved in a way that benefits shareholders. So you combine that with the formal rejection of the independence of Taiwan, uh, and that was enough to set share markets back. The announcement by the US government that they're going to restrict the exports of advanced computer chips and chip making equipment to China was also a major setback. Finishing up back in Australia, David, was there anything to take away from the, uh, the government's recent and its first, in fact, uh, federal budget? Well, the good news was that the boost to commodity prices and the strong economy delivered a big boost to the government's bottom line. Um, importantly, the government heeded the lesson from recent developments in the UK and they chose to bank the majority of those savings rather than increase spending or cutting taxes while the central bank's trying to beat inflation. All right. What are we watching for in November, David? Well, while most of us were watching the Cup, the RBA actually met yesterday uh, and the Federal Reserve will probably have already met by the time most people are listening to this podcast. Now, at this stage, it looks like the meeting will see the last of these oversized three-quarter of a percentage point rate hikes. Um, but I think Chairman Powell is going to be reluctant to give the impression that the job is done. And so he'll probably continue to reinforce that we do need those further rate hikes. Uh, we also have the US midterm election this month. So if the Democrats lose control of either the House or the Senate, then the next two years of President Biden's presidential term is going to endure quite a lot of gridlock in terms of the policy changes that he wants to pass through. And meanwhile, internationally, we've got the world's most important heads of state getting together at the G20 meeting in Bali. Between the pandemic, global inflation, tighter financial conditions 
and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Certainly no shortage of things to discuss there. No shortage of things indeed. Uh, David Colosimo, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Lyndon. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for tuning in. A quick reminder, our Chief Investment Officer, John Pearce, recently shared his quarterly investment update video. Uh, So don't forget to check that out on our website at unisuper.com.au. Don't miss out on future episodes of this podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts at the start of each month. We are Unisuper, the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So if you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.